Boom. And Pado. This is Rebootable Curl Perspective Talk Show live on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio. The one and most unique talk show where we approach New Testament identifying where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures, as well as, well, as, well as highlight how Jesus fulfilled the scriptures by reliving the narrative of the biblical characters step by step, verified by our pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zane K. Kitura International Institute of Pneumatology. I'm your host, Zainal Fuyugo, the, the, the Christ pneumatologist. And I am Lady Katura, your Christ mentor and high priestess of Yahweh Elohim. That is what he's saying. That is what he's saying. I just miss any crown, but yes. The crown there, the crown there. I don't know if yeah. yeah, so this is actually before we get before we get going, we want to give a huge shout out to Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio for and um for the privilege of actually sharing this awesome platform. And for everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose TV Radio Live. Blessings and much love. We are simultaneously streaming this this talk show live on our YouTube channel. That's ZKI International Institute of Pneumatology. You can also find us on Facebook where you can search for Zenil Fuego. On Facebook, you'll see it's being streaming live on my on my um on my Facebook profile, as well as our Facebook page that is Zen Kekitura International Institute of Pneumatology. Or you can even go to our Facebook group if that's too much for you. Just search for Life Mindset Mentors. And Life Mind on Life Mindset Mentors, we are actually streaming live so that you can um, communicate with us one-on-one -on -one whilst we actually dive into this dive into today's episode. Yeah? Yes, indeed. All right. So, Zen. In today's topic, we're actually going to touch on something very interesting, as we always do. What it is to know God personally, or relationship with God. Many people have different ways of expressing it and saying it. But it boils down to what does it take to have a relationship with God, or what is relationship with Him? And I think it's a pretty interesting topic, because a lot of people spend their lives, some people waiting to have a spiritual experience, for example thinking mm. that that is the qualifier to have a relationship with God. Whilst there are many other people who are devoting themselves religiously to prayer and fast and different methods that they would do to have a relationship with God. A lot of people feel like the lack of that in their life invalidates a relationship. And so these are some of the things that we're actually going to talk on, touch on today. We are going to pretty much break down and explain what does your relationship with God have to do with even the topic of resurrection. Now, I know it may sound a bit strange for the person here for the first time, but believe it or not, the resurrection has a lot to do with your relationship with God and what qualifies you to have a relationship with God. Hmm. So there's a common understanding, at least I know for the, the years that I have spent in a particular organization on the religion relationship with god was pretty much at that time centered around the doing things like um praying dedicating yourself to spending time and 
keeping uh, law system, um, in particular Sabbath. So I won't name the name of the organization, but pretty much having a relationship with God was built on those things. And yeah. I found that even whilst doing those things, there was not for me, I cannot say that I did have a the spiritual experience that I craved. And a lot mm. of people can relate to doing a lot of these things, attending church to the best that you can, um, doing acts of kindness, dedicating right. yourself to particular avenues, believing that these right. things qualify you to actually experience the presence of God manifesting in some form or fashion. Right. So that for me was, was kind of like my one of my challenges growing up and not being able to put that into perspective left me in a limbo not feeling at times like i had a relationship with god at times felt abandoned you know mm -hmm. when you do something that is contrary to what you're taught you have to do there's that feeling of guilt and doubt that comes in and then you wonder well you know is god on your side now or has he abandoned you you know should you expect god at that point in time to even want to associate himself there's a feeling of separation that takes place yeah in well, instances like those yeah i i think that actually goes um that the, the rabbit hole goes even deeper because what most people don't realize especially those mm -hmm. who actually who, who grew up in any sort of um christian any for any sort of, under any christian umbrella what mm -hmm. they don't realize is that the relationship that they have with god or the dynamics of relationship that they have with god what they have been taught relationship with god is is the, is the same dynamics that they end up applying in their relationships their romantic relationships and their marriages so what do you mean by I, that like can you well what i mean by that is that simply that as i said here the rabbit hole goes deeper and what mm -hmm. and what and, and what is that is um so if you actually what what, what, what watch how this plays out uh, and for those of you who, who's actually joining us, I just want to give everybody who, who's, who's joining us a huge shout out on on on, um, on Facebook as well as on YouTube. And thank you for actually joining us here today. We want to give a huge shout out to our holy sister Cassie, who's actually joining us on Facebook. Um, our holy sister Loretta, as one of the inspirational masterminders of the institute, as well as our holy sister Patty Sutton. All right, for those of you joining us on, on, on Kingdom Purpose Radio, you would have heard our holy sisters, those two sisters, live on Kingdom Purpose TV Radio on Monday night for the inspirational testimonies. Yeah, so when we actually take a look at relationship in particular, what most people don't really know, or really, I shouldn't say really know, but have, they don't take into consideration, uh -huh. is that however you approach God, however you identify yourself, now, naturally, of course, before we dive, connect that to relationship, romantic and marriage, naturally, um, however you define yourself, you yeah. will approach God from the perspective of the definition of yourself. So let's use what, me for an example to see what, if this is what you're talking about. So so for those of you listening to this, we encourage you to, because what you're, what you're getting here actually excerpts out of, out of our relationship module from the Institute where we have actually had the necessity to redefine relationship through the principle of the self-existent which is mm -hmm. the principle of god in truth this is all through the resurrection of christ 
So take because what we're going to give you here is free information from our module. So so grab a pen and paper and take note of this, right? So let's use you for example. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's say for example you are you so you you identify yourself as 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 most persons have been taught for many years of their life they identify themselves as a sinner. Yes. Now, if Saved you identify, by grace. <laughs> right. So if you identify yourself as a sinner, what you what you usually do is one of two things. Either you approach God because you're a sinner, you approach God with this great sense of self-humility. Uh-huh. And from that sense of humility, you're a beggar. So you're saying, Father, please give me this. Yes, yes. Father, yes. please give me that. Yes, that has been it. Hi, yeah, my peace, Lord. <laughs> right right so we've been we, we've been taught to pray like that mm -hmm. uh, that dynamic right there well before we switch it across to the to, to the romantic relationships and, and marriages on the other hand on, on the other side of the spectrum you have actually if you identify yourself as a sinner what that is on one side of the spectrum where you're pretty much functioning from a sense of self-pity there's it's not it's not humility it's actually self self self-pity okay so you're actually begging God and you're, and you're watching God to see if God will give you this and if God will bless you with this. On the other side of the spectrum, you have those who may identify themselves as a sinner, but they have a sense of what they have a, they have a sense of a moral, a moral compass, and the moral compass in particular gives them some sort of a sense of the moral compass gives them gives them a sense of um of direction. And so, if they actually begin to do what they told to any extent, what will take place? Just last night, actually, the, the, the circle of the master mentors sat down, and we were pretty much grinding through this, right? So, what what tends to happen is that if they're actually doing things that are they consider to be doing what God wants them to do, well, what do you, what what the relationship with God for them uh, would look like is that they would approach God and say, Father. Your word says this, 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 that, the next. You have to move. Mm -hmm. holding your, we're holding you to your word and reminding your word. Now, you take something from the Bible, and what, what has happened in this context is that what was meant to be to remind, to, to actually bring to remembrance what God has said so that you can walk forward is now being used as a list. Of rules, or sorry, like a contract that you're holding on before God, and you're saying, Father, um, your word says, and you're starting to quote it. Rah, 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 rah. So you move from one side is self um, pity, and the next side is entitlement. Entitlement. Okay. <laughs> that's just right. Now, both are entitlement. Eh? Just one is an active form of entitlement, whereas the other one is a passive form of entitlement. Right. Right. So now, once your dynamic with your relationship with God is actually functioning like that, mm -hmm. here's what's going. Here's what's going on. So you come because, uh, and, and we're saying this because the Bible says that your that your spirit is is single minded, mm -hmm. right? You might be double minded if you're actually trying to, if you in particular are trying to have an external rule of validation that you that you are trying to live by, but your heart could only actually hold one definition at a time. Right. So if that is truly what you think and feel when it comes to romantic relationships or marriages, this is what's going to happen. Whichever side of the spectrum you fall under, that is the that is the relationship dynamic that you are now applying to your relationships and your marriages. Wow. So, okay. So if you're the beggar, 
Mm-hmm. You, you are the one there that will actually sit down there and you don't, you, you treat yourself as an inferior in the relationship. I can see how that applies actually, even in the context of, so you're begging because you feel like you're sin, sinful. And that uh-huh. sinful mindset, you take it now on the begging mindset, apply it into the relationship. So as you said, it's a form of entitlement, just one passive and one active. You take that, the, in this case, this will be like the passive entitlement. Well, and let's then see, expect. Let's see what that looks like in a marriage. Because if you're actually approaching a marriage with somebody who is actually like that, what, what, what will tend to happen is that person treats themselves as an inferior. And when they begin to treat themselves an inf- as an inferior, what the dynamic that is usually operating there is simply that they will actually treat themselves as though you are supposed to know what they what they want. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to know what they need. Yeah. Right? And they will begin to do things because of the that perspective of the inferior. They begin to do things and instead of actually doing it out of inspiration, they do what is necessary to get what they um, they they will do things, mm-hmm. or when I say functional out of op, out of operation, there is no equity in the connection. So the person who is begging is the person who is actually on the inferior side of 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 the scale, and they will actually approach the relationship from the perspective of either the spouse is supposed to know what they know what they're supposed to um, know what they need, know what they mm-hmm. want. And or they treat it as though where everything that they do in the relationship is actually giving them points. Yeah. On the other side of the spectrum, so that's pretty much the side of the spectrum where it's a passive form of entitlement. Mm-hmm. So they're doing things and they're actually measuring it. A lot of people do that because of the dynamic that they have in the relationship with God. They're applying it to that. So but all you're of this the relationship is just the dynamic of the relationship with God. Yeah. And then on the other side of the section, if they are the one that actually sit down there and say, hey, Father, your would say, rah, 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 rah. you're supposed to move. They come to the spouse there now, and next thing you know, they're they creating a, 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 a more aggressive demand on the relationship. Right. So, they, so, they, so they're treating their spouse as though I, I deserve, because you are my husband, you are my wife, you are my boyfriend, you are my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I des- you're supposed to do this for me. You're supposed right. to do that for me. You're supposed to do the next for me. Expectations are all high. <laughs> and the thing is, on both sides, there's no communication of expectations. Why? Because of your definition of yourself that you are, you are, you are te- technically applying to God. Mm-hmm. And that definition, you can only have one definition of relationship there. And that definition is, t- is, is actually being applied to every, every... It's not only romantic relationships. It applies in your family, with your friendships, even on work, you even know one on, your, thing? on your place of employment. One thing that stands out also from what you're saying is that with the person who is passively approaching relationship with through the mindset of the sinner in particular, with sin comes the expectation of pardon and a lack of responsibility in relationships as well, which is what a lot of us tend to do. Give the responsibilities over to God and say, well, Lord, you're my father, you're my God, and you know, you handle everything. And we take the same approach as you're saying there now. I can see how it's done into the relationship and would say things like, well, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect because you don't see yourselves in front of God as perfect. So if you don't see yourself in front of God, then your spouse can't expect you 
to be what you don't see yourself in front of quotas. <laughs> well, that is um, the thing, and and I was saying that, which is actually the the, the next thing that we're going to touch here is this is, is the fact that in both in both perspectives, uh-huh. with God, you take no responsibility for taking any action, and that's as right. you rightfully say, you come into a relationship and you take no responsibility for the relationship. You expect you expect you treat the, the, the person as though whether it's passive or active form of entitlement, you're actually expecting the person to do the work. Yeah. You're expecting love, the affection, the kindness, and everything that comes with it (laughs) to be taken care of. But the question is... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, but the question is, are you actually doing something to inspire that? Or just, just as with God, taking that daddy take care of me approach with God? We tend to treat God like a father. Yeah, well, he is father, but not in the dynamic that we have been taught to walk in fathership, in fatherhood and sonship. Right. Right. This is actually from the perspective of priesthood in the Bible. The perspective of sonship in the Bible is priesthood, which is nothing related to what we know in our Westernized society as sonship. Wow. Right. Now, there are persons outside of the church arena now. What we have in our society is... What we have in our society outside of the church arena is simple is is a different dynamic. Just I shouldn't say it's a different dynamic. It's actually the same dynamic, just not influenced mm-hmm. by the whole God factor. Because and what do if you, you mean look, by that? If you look at our society today, what we have in our society is a common idea of emotional attachment with unspoken expectations. Mm-hmm. So basically the context of relationship in society, what most people define a relationship is that you see someone, you're fond of them, and because you're fond of them, you begin to attach your emotions to them. Mm-hmm. And you attach your emotions to them of your own volition without without any sort of conversation to create, mm-hmm. without any kind of conversation to create, um, to create an awareness of each other's expectations. You attach your emotions to them with on, on, on your own volition. As I said, on your own, um, by your own choice. And then you hold them responsible to your unspoken expectations. Yes. Now, the problem with this in particular, especially outside of the church arena, outside of the, the religious arena, the problem with that is that most people in particular do not know what it is to live from the perspective of this of, of their breath. So they live, they don't actually understand self-existent identity, which is what Christ came to restore. But they actually approach life through many codependent factors. And so they approach life through an identity codependency. The issue with that is that you will meet someone and someone, for example, somebody's, you might meet someone who, whose career is their priority in life. Uh-huh. And they, they use career as the, as the, as the, external point of validation so they're using the career to, to to form their identity to give them a sense of identity to determine to, to give them a, a, a determination of what their potential is what their limitations are and they use that as the priority to make decisions you know might actually enter the relationship with this person where your priority is family or children yes and so you now actually using family or your children as a sense of identity in this identity codependency you use that to identify your, your potential your limitations and that is your priority to make decisions your decisions are actually made all 
all around your priority. So what happens there is that with the varying external points of validation, you have varying expectations because the expectations are pretty much determined by the rule of validation that they have established. Which means that you come into a marriage, everybody emotionally attached, which by the way, according to the, to the dictionary, westernized perspectives or relationships are really obsessions because uh -huh. it's just an attachment that right. you're actually holding the person responsible to are you saying that it's because of the absence of an agreement yes ma'am okay yes ma'am because with the in the absence of an agreement there is no communication of expectations and therefore you have two persons that are emotionally attached and with the emotional attachment nobody understands what each other expects but but both parties hold each other responsible to their to their expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of I've heard that especially with women having expectations of a man to do this and that and all these different things. Well, and so they it's get just into... entitlement like that. <laughs> and so no, they get into sides, relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they get into relationships, and sooner or later the, the problems arise, and most of the problems that I've observed, it's actually from the root of not having express expectations on the table for both parties to know what they are to hold themselves accountable to. Right. So the man may now validate himself by providing, for example, and the woman or the wife may be looking towards a man to be more of a nurturing person. And so they have conflicts there. Is, is, that, the, is that the codependency that you're referring to? That is exactly the identity codependency you're referring to. Now, right. here in our society also, we have a grand movement in our society that also infiltrating the perspectives of the believers. Where, and what's that? Uh, we have in a society, a society where the foundation of character in society is actually being chosen for everybody traditionally. Uh -huh. And so societal, the societal norm is that genders and this is where people actually begin to use genders as a, as as points of comparison also because you hear a lot of people say you know men and women are different our research proves that to be erroneous what we have in our society is that men and women are not different men and women are actually inculcated into di into different frames of reference mm -hmm. all right when we say frame of reference here we're talking about what we are, whatever you use, the, the set of ideas that you build based on your, on your rule of validation to actually learn how to live life, how to, oh, sorry, to, 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 um, to, to gain a sense of identity, a sense of adequacy, your potential limitations and your priority to make decisions. So what we have in our society is that traditionally, men are actually given the thought, the, the, the logic of or I shouldn't say logic. Well, it is a system of logic, but the rule mm -hmm. of validation of providing. So yeah. they, they actually taught to validate themselves by how well they provide. Whilst traditionally, a lot of, uh, traditionally for many years, most women are actually taught to validate themselves by being um, a, good, a good wife, preparing yourself for a husband. Yes, and the context of being a good wife will be like um, taking care of the children and house right, so chores they have the and the, the house. With that, 
yeah, where that rule of validation comes a list. Right? And so what we have is the both genders actually functioning by two different frames of reference. Mm-hmm. One is actually validated by provision, the other is actually being validated by getting a spouse. So naturally, priorities they are different. Expectations they are different. Mm-hmm. And so that is no different from a lion and a giraffe trying to have a relationship. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what an example. Because the rule of validation sets the course for the system of logic. The system of logic establishes its own expectations. Right. Now, how many of you listening to this right here can relate to what we're talking about? Right? You may not have actually understood it this technically, according to its nuances. All of this actually came out of our research in understanding the human energy or spirit and how spirit functions. How many of us have actually found ourselves in situations where you are you are experiencing where um, you have the experience of anything that we have spoken about here so far? Because this is actually what relationships look like through external rules of validation. This is what relationships look like through the Adamic conundrum, where you're always actually where you always validating yourself by something external. Oh, let's why is everybody just wondering let's let's take a break when we come back from break let's now actually reorientate that so we can see what relationships supposed to look like via the resurrection looking forward to it we'll be right how 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 yahweh lohim adam how man god in flesh was actually designed to have relationship let's see what that looks like This is Reboot Your Biblical Perspective talk show on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio, where we approach the New Testament via the lens of the ancient Hebrew perspective of the scriptures, verified by our pragmatic and experimental research on the St. Keketura International Institute of Pneumatology. Be sure to follow this talk show as well as many other dynamic talk shows on Kingdom Purpose TV and Radio at www dot kingdom purpose tv dot com forward slash kingdom dash purpose dash radio you can also find content by zane and katura on youtube cki international institute of pneumatology be sure to subscribe and hit the bell or follow us and subscribe at www dot international institute of pneumatology dot com you can also find their books on Amazon.com. Search for author R.C. Pierre and check out The Alchemy of the Sons of God and You Are Elohim, among others. All right, so before you went any breaks in, you were actually sharing some perspectives there that I'm sure people have never heard. The way that you have expressed it, where everybody uses different frames of reference 
uh, different factors to pretty much identify themselves with and apply that without knowing mechanically to their relationships. And right. that perspective is is actually detrimental to your relationship. It's actually proven to not yield good fruit. Yeah. So definitely. I'm anxious to hear. I'm anxious to hear what is Yahweh Elohim, the understanding of the resurrection of of Yahweh Elohim. How does that correlate with relationships? Well, when it comes to the scriptures in particular, so let's let's actually just take it very quickly in the progression uh-huh. that we started with. All we right. started with what, what what relationship with God looks like, and then okay. we were actually related to romantic relationships and marriages. So very now, of course, we, we we don't have all the time in the world here to break this down to unpack this. Mm-hmm. So you have to actually keep it in a very short synopsis, right? Okay, go ahead. And so the context of relationship in the scriptures is actually rooted and founded on the nature of the of the spirit that has been breathed into you, all right? And according to the scripture, everybody has the breath of life in them through Yeshua who restored it, and therefore the breath of life in everyone, the name of that breath. There's a name that comes with that breath, and that's Yahweh. Yahweh Elohim. Yahweh means the self-existent and eternal. Elohim means the authority and power, which means that the the natural, the nature of your energy is self-existent, and it's it's eternal function. It's um, it's it's eternal function is based on the self-existent principle, and the nature of your spirit is also authority which actually is what is is power is is authoritative power mm-hmm. now if you if you if you if you're approaching if you understand this then we understand that god in particular breathing that back into you has made you yahweh elohim yeshua as we, as we covered before you have the race of yeshua now it's a chosen race a, a, a new a new creation and so relationships in the scriptures actually based on self-existent is based on because of the nature of the self-existence the relationship is understood in the scriptures as as an agreement i want to say that again relationship in the scriptures is based on an agreement the interesting thing is is that the concept of agreement is used in our society in the areas of law legal fields business fields and that is as far as it goes yes but but all throughout the scriptures in particular relationship with god was always based on an agreement. An agreement was simply where, for example, in the business or the legal field, an agreement is simply where two persons desire to, to, to have a relationship from, uh-huh. to, 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 um, to, 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 to connect. And, and to have the relationship, what they need to do, yeah, to have the relationship, what they need to do is sit down and actually present the terms and conditions on the table for consideration. And once the terms and conditions are agreeable, then they agree, they sign, and the relationship begins to be in contract or into right. being in agreement is understood to be in relationship. Mm-hmm. In well, the con- that's in, logical, right? In, in the context of the scriptures, this is exactly the same. You see, every relationship that God has in the Bible is actually referred to as covenants. Now, covenants are contracts. And in every relationship, God outlines what his expectations are and what his sorry what you what your responsibility is in your relationship and what his responsibility is in relationship and both of you all actually um fulfill your responsibilities in the relationship for uh, as a demonstration of love 
if we apply that in particular to to who you are today we understand that we are not in the old covenant anymore we're in the new covenant in the new covenant there is one criteria in particular that the new covenant has that is your responsibility in the in the new covenant is to believe in your heart confess and confess with your mouth the name of the lord yeshua mm-hmm. take his name as your own personally identify yourself with yeshua and god's part is give you the kingdom <laughs> right it's real simple there is no long list so the relationship is very very it's very very simple yeah so yes i'm following so when we approach when when we approach god our relationship with god is supposed to look like yeshua approaching god himself yeshua himself approaching god which is in particular we function in the dignity of god as sons we are elohim we are gods mm-hmm. according to jesus according to the scriptures and so we approach god and we speak to god god to god like giraffe to giraffe lion to lion god to god I mean, in the context of the scriptures yeshua the father and in the context of, and that's how a priest actually speaks to god also he speaks yes. to god in the name of god you can see that in the bible you see that with with, with the order of melchizedek you see that in genesis 19 with the priest that went down in, into sodom it says yahweh called fire and brimstone from yahweh out of heaven it's yahweh to yahweh elohim to elohim mm-hmm. but we are what we approach father as the authority that has actually has authority over the throne and he has actually given you responsibility over all things now which means that you approach god self-existently to self-exist the self-existent to the self-existent that means that your relationship with god has responsibilities and your relationship with god in this case your responsibility with your relationship with god here is identify yourself with yeshua which means a right. simple responsibility <laughs> that's why okay, we learn christ <laughs> we learn christ that's the only one there we learn so, christ so uh-huh. so far you're identifying that contrary to what is commonly taught that you must have a particular spiritual experience or going on your knees and fast and spend x amount of time in prayer and reading the bible and all of these things you're saying that nothing to do with according us. to the scriptures mm-hmm. that according to god is by the covenants according to the scriptures doing all of that to build a relationship with god is creating your own relationship but it's not relationship with god is really is a relationship that you are creating with yourself okay so let me just add to that then if you're saying that that pretty much trickles into intimate relationships that's why you're saying if that's just one's perspective of how to have a relationship with god i would speak um here in particular in the female world for example women maybe taking that same principle applying it unknowingly and creating their own list of what they need to validate themselves in the relationship with their spouses and the list could include doing things like um laundry doing household chores cooking breakfast you know going out of the way and picking up a little something extra what you're saying but basically what you're saying is that in the absence of an agreement those things are things that one is applying for one's own validation one's own validation and so when you're doing that with regards to god that's what you're doing you're trying to validate yourself right when in actuality the validation is personally identifying yourself with the validation the validation is what the agreement expects of you right and if you look at it business wise 
that makes sense. If, if you're in a business contract with someone, what really matters is what's in that contract. Anything you do outside of that is on your own. Um, that's on, that's, 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 on that's your business. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> As they put it. So yes. when we actually come into a relationship with God in particular, we actually have the, 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 our, our, um, our relationship the condition or the term and condition here is to pretty much accept, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, to take on Jesus' identity as your own. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, you have responsibilities there. And your responsibility is to learn Christ to benefit more from what Christ has done. Which is what Paul right. says in his own words when he says that the communication of your faith will be effective and powerful by your accurate knowledge of what is of what is ours in Christ. Which means that you approach God with you, you approach God equitably. God has his responsibilities. You have your responsibilities. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now, so in that case, then, now relationship. Your definition of relationship is based on equity. So uh -huh. now, if that so through Christ in particular, or through the the, the scriptural or the spiritual perspective of what relationships looks like, your relationship with your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your your, your husband or your wife scripturally is actually the same where you expected in the scriptures the comprehension of relationship with the scriptures is actually to have an agreement where each other's expectations are communicated sincerely and mm. truthfully and once the expectations are agreeable then both parties take on each other's expectations as their promises and their their the relationship proceeds in the, context, in the context of the scriptures, before you say that, in the context of the scriptures, keeping your promises in this case is considered love. Not wow. keeping your promises in this context is actually identified in the scriptures as showing indifference and showing hate. See how different that is from what we have known in our westernized culture. Definitely. Because right? even so, when we look in the scriptures, it's not what we see with Moses and the children of Israel when Moses... Went around Sinai, God expressed his expectations and the people agreed. And so they came into the contract. Exactly. You see that in Exodus 24, where yeah. the, the, the covenant was read out. Their responsibilities were, were, and were read out. God's responsibilities were, and were read out. They said, yes, we agree. And the covenant was sealed. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's, it's, it's a travesty in, in, in my in my personal in my personal opinion that Israel's size of the covenant was actually con translated as commandments whilst mm -hmm. God's side of the covenant was actually con was actually considered promises because if you look at that text in the Hebrew in the ancient Hebrew you realize that what is translated commandments and what is translated promises is the same Hebrew word it was the translators in particular that actually translated it in that context because of the perspective of this is a contract so they 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 subjectively translated the same word in two different contexts so for the when english reader it comes across as though this was divine instructions that they had to follow and when it was really the same word was translated in two different ways so then if you if you translate one commandment then you can say god's side of the agreement god's promises was god's commandments too if it was God's promises, then that then the next side of the agreement would have been Israel's promises to God. And it it's in this context, 
-huh. It doesn't come across equitable with the, the, the different the use of commandments and promises. No, it doesn't. It comes across like master-slave relationship. So because of that, now the Bible actually says, if you love me, keep my commandments. In the context, if we change and equalize the equation, it will, it will mean, if you love me, keep, my, keep your promises. And right. those who hate me are those who not keeping your promises because that is the nature of a relationship. So you see how that perspective there in particular it actually shows equity the relationship here is the tool mm -hmm. of equity between two persons where in the context of self-existence because your both spirits are self-existent it actually creates self-existence means that you are self-determining and if you are self-determining then the relationship or the agreement in particular being the relationship with the communication of, of the expectations and taking on these expectations as promises what you have in your relationship in the context of agreement is mutual inspiration yes through, through the context of the scripture relationships function by the law of inspiration and this the agreement is the mechanism that is used to make sure that a machine of inspiration is functional for both parties that makes does that sense mean, does that make yeah. sense yeah, I'm following. So, as it relates to our relationships now, intimate connections, instead of taking the entitled approach, you're actually, according to the scriptures, identifying that objectively relationship is God with God is based on an agreement. Mm -hmm. And even in the presence of the agreement, the love, the context of love here is, in, is based on the law of inspiration and keeping your promises. Well, the, scene, the, scene, the thing is, this is, uh, this is also, this varies from our common westernized perspective of what relationship is because according to the scripture this is how it works the, the agreement is actually established and where there is consistent where there is consistency with the agreement mm -hmm. consistent reliability over time equals trustworthiness right and where there is trustworthiness the fragrance of intimacy is born wow that's so good definitely this is actually what the garden atmosphere is like with the fragrance of intimacy now the fragrance is now the garden of delight because there's trustworthiness mutual trustworthiness mutual integrity and mutual equity in our society that work with the emotional connection the whole idea of emotional connection with unspoken expectations trustworthiness is actually erroneously defined where because let's say for example your rule of validation is um your rule of validation is that your what is important to you is family if you meet yeah. someone who also has the same rule of validation automatically you qualify them for your intimacy mm -hmm. so there is no ascertaining as to whether the person is trustworthy or not and by having them demonstrate that by having them demonstrate their trustworthiness by means of an agreement what it what what tends to happen is that you look for the person that that have your priority to and once you mm -hmm. find them you, your rule of validation automatically qualifies them and you gift them trust instead of allowing them to demonstrate their trust yes this is and not that commonly is how, taught and this is and that is how people actually end up in hurt and pain and betrayal yeah. Because they gift trust and then they begin to share and then they begin to 
share the things that come with the intimate intimate emotion and that there puts them in a position for destruction right because you can only be hurt by permitting someone within your circle right if they're on the outside then they in your intimate energy in yes. intimate energy is the, is, the, is the circle of your spirit we call it this the circles of the circles of trust management or the circles of trust at the international institute of pneumatology you only person the only time that can happen is that you actually begin to gift persons that you gift that individual that and because mm -hmm. of intimacy does not actually come with an awareness of war the more the intimacy actually comes with an expectation of security you're usually not aware as to when the person is actually going you're usually not going to be anticipating betrayal yeah. and when it when it does happen if the person begins to violate you or to betray your trust in a way that could be disadvantageous to you it is it is going to take time for you to actually think about defending yourself there because of the expectation of security mm -hmm. the restful expectation of security yes but for those of you so um so for those of you listening to this we at the international institute of pneumatology have actually identified through the scriptures that the, that the spirit in particular actually works with five there are five necessary emotions that 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 um there are five emotions that are necessary for two spirits to unite and in each one of those five we call them we call them the five components of relationship or the five components of self-existent in um spiritual merger and in those five areas we we encourage person to sit down in those five areas and actually have truthful communication of your expectations in those areas so that whether is in any area of romance friendship or even in the area of, of your sexual connection because that is a huge taboo for most people because they don't want to actually understand that their spirit also has sexual emotion or sexual energy and that, that to connect that also requires equity and requires the same agreement mutual integrity for that to bud and for it to grow yes yes so does that make sense yes what you're saying actually breaks down a lot um it actually puts into perspective why so many marriages end in divorce because a lot of people have entered the marriages without expressing the expectations as you were identifying a while ago and in doing so we have mountains of expectations that are not being met and that leads to hurt feeling like the other person is not for you but against you and exactly. because the energies are not connecting you know if i like how you identify that as something we do in the business world even with mm. an employer an employee you're actually working by an agreement and it, it functions pretty good <laughs> you know at the end of the month you get paid you perform particular tasks and even with businesses that come together you it's easier to work so it's interesting how we have isolated this and placed relationship with god into a different category and as a result experiencing these fruits and not questioned why are we not you know applying these same dynamics right right yeah so we, so we hope that it's actually okay. yeah we are pressed for time so we hope i mean there's it, actually so much we can fit into one hour Indeed. and so we we hope that this segment here today is actually giving you um stimulated you to question 
how you approach in your relationship with God, whether you approach in your relationship with God from the perspective of sinner, or are you approaching the relationship with God through the title that He has given you in Christ? Mm-hmm. Are you are you are you and how are you actually applying? Because how you're applying that because of your relationship with God for those of you who are who are aware of Christ in you, are you actually approaching relationship with God through that title and through the equity of the title? Because how whatever definition that you're using, you're filtering into relationship and marriages, and the same dynamic that you're using in the relationship with God is the same dynamic that you could be oppressing your spouse with. Mm-hmm. And you can't oppress God, but most in most cases, if our if our dynamic with relationship with God is actually based off of entitlement, whether passive or active. You are actually going to be frustrated. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be crying. You're going to be angry. And that in particular is what you're pretty much transferring into relationships and marriages. For those of you who are not aware of the Christ and you aspect, we encourage you also to consider that you may have formed a relationship or, or a marriage where you have expectation of your spouse that you have not communicated and you begin to feel angry, frustrated, hurt, betrayed. And it's not really, they have not done you anything. Is that you actually having a relationship with yourself? An imagination. <laughs> In your imagination. Yeah. So if you'd like to know more about this, find us at Life Mindset Mentors on Facebook. We can also visit us at www.international institute of pneumatology. We encourage you to actually assess this. Do your own assessment. And if you'd like to know more, find us on Facebook at Life Mindset Mentors. We would we would definitely actually like to answer your questions for you. Or actually become, actually, um, actually get involved on our on our website. Subscribe to our website and receive a free masterclass. That's International Institute of Pneumatology.com. This is Inel Fuego, the Christ Pneumatologist, and Lady Katura, your High Priestess of Yahweh Elohim. We encourage you to push the power button of your heart on the hard drive of your spiritual and scriptural understanding on relationship and rebootable biblical perspective. Boom. Yeah, we want to take the opportunity just to shout out those of you who are actually joining us on Facebook and say thank you once again for your kind your kind viewership and patronage. Yeah, we just want to shout out our holy sister Loretta Finley. Boom. Blessings and much love. Our holy sister Tonya Woodkey. Blessings and much love. Our holy sister Cassie Hop. Cassie says... It makes sense when I have unexpressed expectations with my with my husband. I get frustrated. Can feel betr- I can I can feel like betrayal. Obviously, better communication is helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lisa actually says Lisa went went with Couture. If I have had the correction, whoa, the pronunciation correct. Blessings and much love to you, Lisa. She says this makes sense. This makes sense more to me when there isn't mutuality. Then you have oppression and coveting. Yes, ma'am. Killing Abel, I think, was about mimetic violence. Yeah, Tanya says, 
Yes, love that. Yeah, I think that's everybody that's Shout actually joining to us. Holy Sister, Master Mentor Patty Sutton as well. And uh, this is the Vida Point Dexter. Yeah, where you seen them? Hannah. Um, Life Mindset, huh? On your wall. <laughs> on my wall. And Hannah Leota Johnson, my dear sister. Hannah Leota Johnson. Blessings and much love. Thank you for actually coming out. Let me see. No man, I watching my wall here. And I, ah, yeah, yeah. Now scroll up to the top. Yeah, so blessings and much love to Holy Sister and Inspirational Master Mentor Patty Sutton. Also the Inspirational Master Mentor Loretta Finley. And to Vida Point Dexter. Yeah, we hope that the information is actually beneficial to you. If you do have any questions, feel free to write them in the comments. We will be happy to answer your questions. All right. Um, she said, Holy Sister Director says, I'm so sorry I was not able to comment listening while busy. Wonderful message. Awesome. Awesome. Glad that is helpful to you. Uh, Hannah says, this is really cool. It makes so much sense. So we start in redefining our relationship with God. We redefine all our relationships. High five, Hannah. High five. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is exactly what it is right there. You live life through the definition of yourself. For, the, for everybody who's actually listening, however you define yourself is actually the definition that you use as the lens for your life. Yeah, so redefine your definition, re redefine yourself in, in Christ. Are you using the title that was given to you or have you actually been told to take a title that does not belong to you because hmm. some of us actually have been we are created to be lions that the lion of the tribe of judah and somebody tell you hey you are giraffe and you walking around trying to lengthen your neck and strutting like a giraffe instead of standing up and running like a lion <laughs> yeah so we need to actually look into redefining ourselves and redefining your relationship with god Alright, God expects you that if he has created you to be a lion, that in communicating with him, he expects you to roar like a lion. Indeed. Yeah, if, if he's created you to be a monkey, he expects you to, to actually make the sound of a monkey. When you're communicating to him, he expects you to move like a monkey. Uh -huh. If he created you to be a dog, he expects you to bark when you're, when you're communicating with him. With that relationship, there, he expects you to bark. He expects you to function in your dignity. And God has actually made all men through Christ in particular, has restored the breath of life into all humanity. He has made all to actually function as Yahweh Elohim. So you expected to actually communicate with him as Yahweh Elohim. Indeed. Lion, lion to lion, dog to dog, giraffe to giraffe, monkey to monkey, Yahweh to Yahweh. Yeah? Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So on that note, we want to thank each and every one of you for actually joining us here tonight, this evening. And we hope that this has been beneficial to you. We we are now signing out. Please look out tonight for Missionary Polybe in Life Mindset Mentors as he actually implements the fourth installment tonight. Uh, Sunday morning is yeah the fourth installment of the Resurrection Week. Look out for that if you have not joined Life Mindset Mentors as yet or Sonship Lifestyle Global Community. Please go and join the group so that you can benefit from the series that started since last Wednesday and will and will come to its culmination on Saturday. We'll be waiting for you. Yeah, so blessings and much love. Look out. And if you all actually like to know more about the scriptures in particular, please know that we have a Bible study podcast that we can make available to you as, um, as a 
reboot through actually through our membership platform that is on Patreon. The reboot your biblical perspective. This talk show is actually born out of the reboot your biblical perspective Bible study in a podcast that we actually make available for our supporters on Patreon. All right. So if you want to get to know more about that, please feel free to reach out to me or go to or go to www.patreon.com forward slash zane underscore el underscore fuego boom anything you uh, want to see there katura photo signature line budo